1: This is the Su Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving.
2: Unashamed
0: and unafraid, cause I believe you mean it when
2: you say I am strong, beautiful, I am good enough. I belong after all. Cause of what you've done. This is real what I feel. No one made it up. I am
1: loved. here's your host, Sufri.
2: So welcome to the Sue Free Show today and I'm so thankful you're tuning in today and if it's your first time I really thank you and and I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is something here for you. So I'm going to tell you a little story so we can get started and uh, the story is about today I'm walking up from the parking structure and i'm coming up and i'm getting in the elevator and for some reason the parking structure elevator it wasn't moving and i realized it's because i didn't push the button ha! and uh, so i pushed the button from five to one and the elevator started moving imagine that and i get to the bottom and i'm just praying and i'm just asking the lord to just you know what do you want me to talk about today on the radio what is it you want me to say and i I come to the building where KKLA is situated and I get in the elevator and I push the button. And another gentleman that I know from KKLA actually had opened the door for me, and I wasn't paying attention to him at all. And I just realized, I looked up, and there he was, and I went, oh, my gosh, it's you. And he goes, yeah, and he's just giggling a little bit, and I'm giggling a little bit, and get in the elevator. And we get to the third floor, and there was uh, this beautiful lady that was standing there, and she's started to get in. And I said, oh, we're going up. And she goes, oh, yeah, we're going up. And I said, well, I guess going up is better than going down. And she goes, oh, absolutely. It's my final destination. And I just thought, how funny that is not really funny, but she definitely knows where she's going, doesn't she? She knows right now that her final destination is in heaven with her heavenly father. And after she started talking, I just felt the warmth of her spirit. And I thought, what a wonderful message that is for today. (laughs) Here I asked the Lord, Lord, please guide my words today and, and kind of what do you want to talk about, Lord? Where do you want what do you want to be talked about today? And then she says, you know, my destination is up, definitely up. And we all, I talk about this so often, we all need to know our goals and our purpose and our destination, don't we? We all need to know that. And if you don't already know that, how could you figure it out? I mean, what is it that's keeping you from from drawing closer to the Lord? Is there is there something holding you back from experiencing all that God has for you? Maybe you just don't know what that is. You know, when I was a new believer, which was quite a while ago, I wasn't raised really in a Christian home. I, There was a Bible on the coffee table. And when my mother passed away, that was the one thing that I really desired, even though the Bible was never really opened up too much. And she gave me a bracelet with the Ten Commandments on it so that I would know what the Ten Commandments were. And um, she was... Uh, more like a Presbyterian than she was anything else. But she said she had done quite a bit of studying and, and she felt most comfortable in that church. But we only went to church at Christmas. I got to buy a new dress for Easter and for Christmas. And, and that was the extent of it when I was growing up, up until uh junior high, when I've told the story before about me going to camp and I had to earn my way to camp because my parents couldn't afford to send me. And so I had to sell peanuts Toffee-covered peanuts, door-to-door, in order for me to go to YMCA, not YWCA. And because I really liked the outdoors a whole lot more, I wasn't much for dolls. I was more about alligators and lizards. I know that sounds kind of funny, but it's the truth. And so I was so excited to go to this camp, and I went. And in summary, the most important of that trip was was that that's where I asked the Lord into my life, around a campfire. So whenever I smell pine trees and whenever I smell a campfire... It brings me back. You you know, when those smells like marshmallows, we went bike riding the other day and I smelled roasting marshmallows in the middle of the day. It was Mother's Day. And I was thinking, gosh, it's just, you know, when you smell roasting marshmallows, you can't think of anything but pleasure and wonderful things, at least not me. It brings back camping, you know, as a childhood and everything. Do you have those kind of smells that just bring you back to special times? Well, pine trees and marshmallows do it for me anyway. So that's my first reception and, and receiving of the Lord and that was only the beginning. You know, some people think, oh yeah, I'm going to ask the Lord in my life and then it ends there. And no, that's just your beginning. That's, that's the new life that's just beginning. And, and you're, you're going to be fed milk like a baby's fed milk. And then you got to ask for meat, but you can't. There's a process that you go through in order to go from receiving milk to receiving meat. And what I mean by that is, When I went through a time in my life when I had to go into a place to get intense therapy because there were a lot of things dysfunctionally and and just things that happened in my childhood, I had to go into this place to get the help that the Lord wanted me to get. And I think that that was preparation for being on the show even and for having a sensitive, discerning spirit now for those that I am in contact with about pain or hurt or unforgiveness that I can feel it because I've been there. And when I went in there, what I realized is that when layers come on you, when when pain comes on you, when hurt comes on you, it doesn't come on all at once. Normally you'll have things happen to you in your life, but it doesn't all happen all at once. It's, you know, it, it, it's like the devil comes on in a fade. He, he fades onto you. He, it's just a little bit at a time. And, and those belief systems, where you might have been, you know, a a baby is so innocent, right? And then life happens. Your life happens to you. Your life has happened to you. And experiences have happened to you. And during that time, you created a belief system within yourself. And this belief system is either helping you or hurting you as you move forward and closer to God or away from God. There are people that are contacting, and I wish everyone would contact me, good or bad criticisms or, you know, uh giving me kudos uh for the show. I really love hearing from you. And the reason is, is because I really want to be the best I can be for you and for the Lord. God willing, I'm hoping he's, I know he's, you know, he has not done with me yet, and that's the good news. And he's not done with you either. But when I get these messages, uh, I have to do a inventory of truth versus somebody else's belief system being pushed on me. And there has been a comment that's been bothering me, but I've ha- really done an assessment on it is, um, Sue, you do a lot of self-help on your show. It's a lot about self-help. It's not about holiness and it's not about uh, God's will in your life. It's about self-help. And... I've really, like, listened to my shows over and over again to try to hear what these ears are hearing. And really, I don't agree with them, but everybody has a right to their opinion, don't they? And something that I've learned that's probably one of the pain- most painful lessons that I've had to endure, and you maybe have too, is that people will have their own belief systems. And their belief systems are their reality. And whatever whatever caused them to have that belief system, or caused them to be where they are right now, you know, if if something is uh, a reflection, then I look at that. If it's at me, whether it's uh, family members or friends or people in business, I look at that and I say, "Where's my part in this? What is the truth from my standpoint?" Because I have to do a personal evaluation of if there's truth and I'm really desiring to be better, then it's up to me to do what I can do with the Lord's help. Obviously, the Lord's help, because he's the one that can open our eyes, truly open our eyes. But we have to open our hearts and ask for him to do so. So if that's self-help, because I'm reaching up for help and asking him to open my eyes, open my heart to be more like him. But he gives us choice, freedom of choice, doesn't he not? Otherwise, we would all be animals. But he, he gave us choice because he didn't want us to walk around like a robot. He wanted to give us choice to receive him and to love him and to have a relationship with him or not. So with me, I have a choice on whether I'm going to listen to what's being said to me. I have a choice on receiving it or not. I have a choice on whether I'm going to look at that to see if there's truth. And if there's anything I need to do, you know, search me and know me, O God, if there's any evil way, if there's anything I need to do better, Lord, bring it to my attention so that I can, I can do something about it with the Lord's help, right? And when we pray, if we say, break my heart for what breaks your heart, Lord, or let me be passionate about what you're passionate about, These aren't self-help, but they do help me because my desire is to be the best me that I can be for him. Does that make sense? So if we have a belief system that we're not good enough as children, we can be, we can, we can derive that just based on our friends or people that call us friends because they can be very cruel, can't they? I had a lot of people in my junior high years that were so cruel that I just felt like digging a hole and never coming out. I felt so unworthy and so just not good enough. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt just not good enough? Do you have a belief system inside of you that's holding you back from all God wants for you? And if there was something that you could do to get a new vision of who you are so that you could be all he created you to be, Is that self-help? I don't think it is. Because in the Bible, it says that you can be transformed. You will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, how do you renew your mind? It's your belief system, right? It's your belief system. So we have to do something about our belief system. We have to change it. I have to ask you again, is that self-help? Or is that doing God's work? I want to serve him. Do you? Do you want to serve him? And what's the best way to serve him? When I go and watch a play at a church, I can tell how much time, how much sacrifice has been put into that play based on what I see, the display, the results. And he says that you will be known by your fruit, right? Well, what's fruit? The fruit of the Spirit? And what are we called to do? To love him first, love thy neighbor as thyself? Right, And to be fishers of men. That's what he's asking us to do. So how do we do that? If we are not feeling worthy, accepted, we're not feeling good enough. How easy is it going to be for us to reach out to others when the first person that the Lord needs to touch is you? You. He needs you. He wants you. He desires you. And you might have a belief system that's telling you that you're not good enough to receive what he has for you or you're not good enough to do what he's wanting you to do. You might have a belief system that says you're unworthy to receive his love. I had that. I know firsthand. And I can tell you that's a lie. That is such a lie. And if there was anything he would want to do is to change your belief system So that you could understand how much he loves you. You're listening to the Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. You know, recently I've been dealing with some people that I really care about a lot. And when I look at their lives and I look at the choices they've made, out of love, I want the best for them. And I know the Lord does, too. And I ask the Lord to, to help me because I'm not to judge, I'm to love, right? But I want so badly for them to, to live out that purpose that God created them for, just like I want that for you. So I'm always in a dilemma of what to say, when to say it. And I get frustrated. I get so frustrated because I can see what God sees. But this person that I care about so much can't. And I don't know. I wanted to just shake them sometimes. I want to shake them to, to let them know just how special they are. It's so difficult for me. This last weekend, I invited my son who just uh, had a birthday. And I can't believe he's 34 years old. I, I think I'm 34 years old. So how did that happen? But he's 34, and he brought a new friend with him. And... Uh, it was Chris Tomlin and a whole bunch of other uh, great artists, and we sang praises and worship, and Max Lucado was there, and he spoke. I can't remember the person's name, the other person that talked, but he actually asked for us to kneel. I can't kneel because I have a metal plate in my leg, but he asked for everyone to kneel during this concert to get everybody on their knees to just have a little, little time with God. And this was at the forum and Chris Tomlin was talking about all the different activities that have gone on at that forum and how he wanted just the chains to be broken at the forum for this to be the most magnificent time of all in this time, in this day and age with everything that's going on. I just can't even fathom all the things that are going on right now. And he said, he just wants to have, you know, the Holy Spirit come and, and just have these chains broken in the forum and just for us to sing loud and raise our hands and just glorify the Lord. And it was amazing. It was an amazing, amazing time of worship. And it was really wonderful to see my son there. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a different type of experience for for some. And uh, looking around the forum, I Facebooked it. And it was just an incredible, incredible sound a little loud for me, and I'm thinking, man, am I really getting that old? But the the sound was a lot of bass, and so it was a little loud for me. But all in all, the music, just singing, and the older hymns, for me, touched me in such a way that tears, and, and for a lot of people, in the form you just look around and you see people wiping their eyes and, and just understanding his love, just feeling his love and his grace and his mercy over them. So this show is about the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And the show's been going on for seven and a half years. And if you like what you're hearing, if you think that there's somebody that would uh, be inspired, encouraged by listening to the show, please, would you share the show with them? And what you can do is you can go to Sue Freeze, and that's spelled like fries, one word dot com. And when you go there, there's many different things that you can see there. There's TV shows because the Sufri show is now a TV show along with the radio show. And it's on public broadcasting, which is really amazing because I talk about the Lord all the time. And so it's wonderful to have that available. I also have videos on there. I, um, there's one where I'm riding a Harley and I'm talking about getting back up again because I almost lost my leg and almost got killed on, on my Harley. And then a year after that, I actually was in a horse accident. And there's another video about me with my horse and how wonderful that is. And wow, amazing. It was get back up again. You know, it's it's kind of a, a theme for me, I think. <laughs> get back up again, right? Because, you know, when you get knocked down, you can choose to stay down or you can choose to get back up again. My thought is, is I think the Lord wants us to get back up again. And I believe, I believe, my belief system is, is that... You know, we really don't know what we're made of until we go through trials and tribulations. And I know now the enduring part of his grace and his love. But when I was in the parking lot, I was also thinking about that I wouldn't be where I am right now without the connections, the relationships, the people that have uh, been in, in connection with me, my, my relational family, my, my friends, my family. And I'm so thankful Are you thankful and do you let them know that you're so thankful for those that you surround yourself with that are encouraging to you? Do you let them know that you're thankful for them? I have all across my little table here in the studio a whole bunch of pieces of paper and books open and scriptures open and all of these things with little green circles around because there's so many things here that I would like to just address. So I'm just going to I'm going to rip these things off, you know, because I think they're important and I think that it it would be good for me to do this. So, uh, I have all my church notes from every week when I go to church and I write these little things down and I love my church. Do you belong to a church? You know, I learned a long time ago that in church is people say, oh, I don't need church. I have a personal relationship with the Lord. I don't need to go to church. And, and he calls us to serve, doesn't he? I mean, isn't that something we're supposed to do is serve one another. And in serving, can you do that when you're at home? No, uh, watching TV is good once in a while. If you got a broken leg or something and you just can't make it, I get it. But on the whole, it was, it was, uh, explained like this is that it's like charcoals on a barbecue and one charcoal, you can light it, but it won't stay lit. Will it? Because it needs other charcoals to keep the flame going. And in our walk with the Lord, we need to be like those coals, that we uh, serve one another. And so I think it's important to go to church to be fed and to feed, to be served. You know, there's a give and take that goes on, and sometimes we need to be on the giving end, and sometimes we need to be on the receiving end, and sometimes the giving is so much easier than the receiving, isn't it? I know that's true for me. But there are times when, you know, both things uh, are necessary, and it's wonderful to be humbled uh, to the point that someone can serve you because, you know, if you don't let people help you, you're not letting them to have that joy of giving to you. You know that? I mean, it took me a long time to learn that, but it's true. So the first thing I want to say is prayer. Uh, this was mentioned uh, in one of my services because people say, you know, what is the proper way to prayer? Right. What is the proper way to pray? And there's an acronym that helps with this. And it's ACTS. A-C-T-S. And the A is adoration. You are so wonderful. You're the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. You are, you're my amazing Father, my heavenly Father, and you can go for as long as you want, uh, in that. And then confession. What do you need to confess? I am sorry, Lord, for I have sinned and I've fallen short. You could go that direction, whatever your confession is. And the next one is T for Thanksgiving. He says, to in all things, give thanks, right? So what is it that you are thankful for? And I find that when I'm down and I start thinking about the things I'm thankful for, it gets me out of a rut. And maybe that will help you too. And then lastly, but not leastly, is the S, which is say what you want. Because he says that. Ask and you shall receive, right? So he's telling you to, he wants to be adored and he does. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. He wants you to confess because it's important that we ask for forgiveness Right in our personal lives, in our personal relationships. And thanksgiving. Well, wouldn't this be true, you know, this is true when you pray, but wouldn't this also be true in any relationship? I don't know about you, but I would love someone to tell me that I'm special, that I'm wonderful, whatever, if it's true to them. Uh and that's adoration and, and I think every woman, I think every man wants to feel adored. I know men want to be feel respected. But there's an adoration that happens. But also if somebody does something wrong, They definitely want an apology. They want someone to feel sorry for their actions, which would be confession. And then to be thankful, to say, gosh, thank you so much for doing that, to to really understand and to notice when somebody does something nice. And then to say what you want. We have to be frank in a kind way, and we need to say what we want. We can't expect anyone in this world to be a mind reader. And I know people in relationships that think that the guy or the girl should just know what I want. And that's really not true. We need to be responsible for our needs and our desires, and we need to speak them out loud so the other party has a chance of meeting you where you are, right? We will be back with more of The Sue Free Show and more of who you are, what you want, connections, all of those things right after this brief break. Hi, Sue Freeze, the termite lady here. It's been my privilege to serve my community for 32 years as owner of E.C.O.L.A. Termite and Pest Control. Family is one of the most important things in my life, so you can imagine my panic when my little boy Tyson stopped breathing for the first time when he was two years old. It was the most terrifying thing I'd ever experienced. In an instant, Tyson had become a statistic. One in eight children in California who suffers from life-threatening asthma. Those of you who listen to my radio show understand that I'm not a victim. I'm a mover, I'm a doer, and I'm a believer. And so I did what I had to do. I set out to find out why Tyson was suffering those horrific asthma attacks, and the journey was powerful and illuminating. I learned so much about how asthma attacks can be prevented, how you can make your home a healthier, happier environment, and how you can emerge from challenging situations like this even stronger and more powerful than you ever could imagine. I've shared my family's story in my new book, Learning to Breathe, available now on my website, www.sufreez.com. If you or someone you love suffers from asthma, this is a book you must read. Please order your copy today. And for more information about effective alternatives to traditional pest control, please call us at E.C.O.L.A., 800-332-2847. We'd love to help you take care of your home and your family, too. Learning to Breathe, available now at Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and Ecola cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. E. cola Termite and Pest Control. 877-332-BUGS.
1: You're listening to The Sue Free Show.
2: Thank you, E. Termite Pest Management Services, for sponsoring this show. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, please connect with me. Would you go to Sue Free, spell like fries, one word, dot com, get a hold of me, let's talk. And uh, we can make that happen. The nice thing about this is that this show is syndicated. It goes all the way from San Diego all the way up to Paso Robles. And it also goes, you know, on the internet. It goes everywhere. So if you have a business and you are located in the San Diego area or you have a business and you're in Orange County, Ventura, you know, if you, if you don't have a large area but you have a county, we can still accommodate you. So don't think that you have to go to all of those radio stations. I can accommodate you with this show. And the beauty of that, if you've ever thought about, gosh, I don't know. Could I do radio? Could I, could I have a radio commercial? I'm not really that large or, you know, I don't know if I can afford it. Let's just talk. Okay. And let's see if we can make that happen for you because it's great to see, just get your, you know, foot wet. Let's just see. Let's see what, what happens. You know, maybe it'd be really good for you. Who knows? Um, but I've been doing advertising a long time, and I can shed some light on that for you. And I will definitely let you know if I don't think it's right for you. But if it is, why not? Let's give it a shot. Okay. Uh, Learning to Breathe, a book I wrote when I was uh, down with a shattered leg, and if you know anybody that has respiratory issues or any asthma issues, anything like that, uh, even the book is so much more than that. People say, Sue, you're, you're you know you're just really not explaining that book as well as you could because it is a story and it's a real life story. It's my son and my journey story of his younger years and even before he was born uh, and, you know, the fights that I had to endure to protect my son, to speak for my son. Even to this day, he tells me, Mom, I'm so thankful that you were there to fight the fight for me because he definitely needs someone in his corner. And don't we all? (laughs) Don't we all need someone in our corner? And uh, yes, our Heavenly Father is there in our corner. We just have to ask him and he's there. I get that. Boy, do I get that. So we were talking about heaven being our destination from the elevator conversation at the very beginning of the show, and I'm pulling out these church papers and and uh very interesting because i I'm, I'm just looking at this I'm going, "Wow, this is really good and this one right here is uh, we're on acts and it's decision making and we all have decisions to make every minute of every day, don't we? I say that all the time we have choices we have decisions to make, and I wrote in my notes here, I belong completely, permanently, and exclusively. To you, meaning to my heavenly father, do you? And if you don't, why not? And what is it that you need to do in order to become or to belong completely to him? And also on here on decision making, what do you want me to do? And I mentioned this last week, too. It's very important that we ask that question, because in the decisions, you know, we have our road the one that we think we should do, and then we have the one where God wants us to do. So it says, By myself I can do nothing, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. That's John 5.30. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. John 8.29. So we we definitely need to be thinking about that, and we need to ask him, right? Ask and you shall receive. And here it says, What does the word say? And in the Word, it says, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. There's a song that I used to sing all the time at home with my kids, and it was, As the deer panteth for thy water. Do you, do you know that, that hymn, that song? It's the most beautiful song. And light shows you the right path. So the light shows you the right path. There's such a vision right there is that our Heavenly Father is the light. And my prayer is that I be a light in the darkness. You need to think about your life, what it stands for, and is your final destination heaven? And if it is, what is it you need to do in order, you know, what steps do you need to take in order for that to be the experience that you dreamed or that you want it to be? I mean, what is it that the Lord wants from you? What does he want you to do? And if we are making choices and that is in the back of our minds, it's right there. It might change our path. It might change the decisions we make or maybe the timing of them. What does the Holy Spirit say? The way of a fool seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. Listen to advice and accept instruction. And in the end, you will be wise. Make plans by seeking advice. If you wage war, obtain guidance. These are all in Proverbs. Now, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Proverbs is a great place to start when you're thinking about what you're going to do with your life. And, you know, because Proverbs has 31 Proverbs and I don't know, many of the months have 31 days. So that means that you have a direction and you have a path and it's pretty simple is that you know each day like the first day of whatever month you read number one you know proverbs one and then proverbs two and proverbs three and then by the 31st day you've gone through all of the book of proverbs and it's a really great thing to do so that one was decision making okay then we have priority of connections before we went on to break i was talking about relationships and how i wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for the relationships now, that goes for both bad relationships and good relationships. And we have a choice of, you know, and, and, um, I have people in my life that'll say, Sue, you get what you tolerate. And isn't is that true for all of us? We get what we tolerate. So if you're not liking your life right now, you, you need to evaluate what's going on in your life, right? What part is yours? What part is theirs? And then decide what your choices are. I mean, we do have choices. Sometimes we think, that were so stuck, because for a long time I felt stuck. I felt so stuck, like my feet were in cement. If I would close my eyes and I would envision my body, I would see me in two blocks of cement. My feet could not move. With that, I'm thinking, okay, I've got to chisel these cement blocks off my feet. I need to get out of the stuck mode. So um, with the Lord's help, he helped me change the vision within me, and he put people in my path that gave me godly counsel and godly advice on how I could move forward. Priority of connections, connecting relationally is embracing God's passion for others. And I wrote here, connect more regularly. I love my little handwritten notes. You know, it's kind of notes to self. Do you do that too? In my Bible, my Bible I've had since 1985. I just saw the date on here. 1985, I've had this Bible. And boy, is it tattered and torn. But you know what? This Bible would be the one thing I would grab in a fire because there's so much of my life here. There's so many things that I've written in here of just aha moments. You read scripture and you underline something going, oh, wow, that's really good. That's really good. And sometimes it just to, you know, just peruse through there and and get the little, little golden nuggets or big golden nuggets for that matter. Sanctification means intense concentration on God's point of view. Sanctification means being made one with Jesus so that the disposition that ruled him will rule us. Meaning, as we become more sanctified, we become more like Jesus. Brand new creation restored to original purpose. Prioritize his priorities and values and value what he values. Are we doing that? We have to ask, what does he value? He tells us in his word what he values. Designing your relational life. This was really good. It says connecting well means approaching conflict radically differently. And I'm going to read what this says here because it's really, really good. Are you ready? It says, as Paul reminded the Corinthians, conflict also provides an opportunity to serve others. This sounds absurd from a worldly perspective because the world says, look out for number one. But Jesus says, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. That's telling us what to do, isn't it? That right there is telling us what to do. Clearly, we are not released from the command to love our neighbors as ourselves, even when that neighbor is hating, cursing, and mistreating us. Instead of reacting harshly or seeking revenge... God calls us to be merciful to those who offend us, just as he is merciful to us. That's Luke 636. We cannot serve others this way in our own strength. We must continually, I love this, breathe in God's grace through the study of his word, prayer, worship, and Christian fellowship, and then breathe out his love, mercy, forgiveness, and wisdom to others through our words and actions. This is from the book, The Peacemaker. And that is so good, too. I The word breathe, you know, I wrote the book on learning to breathe. and And just the action of breathing, just breathing in and breathing out. When I was in labor with my children, they teach you about how to breathe because that can take the pain away or at least subside it a little bit. Just make it subside. And there's been a couple of other times in my life where I was in a lot of pain. And I would use that same breathing just to cause the pain to not be as extreme. Something as simple as breathing, which is something we don't think about on an everyday basis until you can't breathe, then you think about it. That's all you can think about. Think about being in a pool and you're down lower than you can get up or in the ocean, you know, and you've dived down too deep and you think you're going to run out of breath before you reach the top. And there's just, there's nothing else you can think about. You have to swim faster and you have to just figure out a way to get to the top where you can get some air. And that's how it is with asthma is that you feel like you just can't breathe. But just a simple thing like breathing in, breathing out, if you don't have anything restricting you from breathing, it's not something you think about. There's a lesson in that, isn't there? With anything in life, you know, we can take things for granted until we don't have. That's a lesson, like breathing. We don't think about our heart beating either until it stops beating. Then we're we're definitely thinking about it, at least for a few seconds. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Which relations are most important to you? How will you grow your connections? In conflict, I don't know about you, but being in business, there's conflict, right? And I always look for the win-win. And that's always a good thing to do. And people say sometimes, you know, Sue, work your magic. It's not really magic. It's just I'm listening very intently on what the needs are of the other person, whether it's a customer, whether it's an employee, whoever it is. I'm, I'm listening very closely as to what it is they're really desiring. And then if there's a way I can get them or give them what they need, and I can still, you know, endure going forward and not be pressured into anything. Uh, I try to do that. And sometimes it's not that difficult. We just have to be thinking outside the box. There, you know, um, it's creative, creative thinking, right? State our conflict. When you have conflict, you need to state the conflict. It's like identifying the problem, right? You have to identify the problem. And then opportunity to strengthen relationship with each other and with God. So when you state your conflict and you actually work through a conflict, that is the opportunity to strengthen that relationship, isn't it? I have found, and I bet you have too, there's times when you just are anguishing over a conversation. There's probably people right now that, you know, you have a conversation that you really, really, really need to have and you've been praying about it and you've just been stressing over it just stressing over this relation, this conversation you need to have. It's called tough love sometimes or fierce conversations from Susan Scott. There's a book about it. And I, it's actually one of my podcasts, actually, I think three podcasts because it was so good. Anyway, I have found that, you know, by the, when I do finally have that conversation and, and something new has come out of it, I'm thinking, why did I stress over that so much? And why did I wait so long to have that conversation? All that time that we wasted, all that time that was lost that could have been better spent not being anxious or stressed out over it. You're listening to The Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. And thank you, San Diegans, so much for listening in and Venturians and uh, all the way up the coast. I just thank you so much for being part of this show. Please share it, would you? And connect with me. Connection is so key. I just I love the connection part of of this show and just connection and in, in relationships because it's what's necessary it's what the lord wants he wants us to be connected because of jesus we are now brand new brand new it's another one of my my notes and this is uh from foundation acts 1522 that we're brand new okay this is from my church that i went to and so i don't think it's self help i think it's from the lord So it says to pursue unity. Is that easy? Is that easy for you to pursue unity? Do you have to suck it up sometimes? Do you have to just, you know, not say something you really want to say? Does it mean that you fight your, you know, you have to choose your battles? You know, is it really important to say everything that's on your mind? Or are there some things that you say? you know what? It's really not necessary for this. This is not something that's going to make or break the bank. It's not something that's going to really make that much difference two years from now. That's wisdom. That's maturity in the Lord and just in our own discernment and wisdom. It's important to know what we do need to talk about. Do you need new tools to build unity? Unity in the midst of diversity. Boy, I would think this world is in the biggest diversity state or stage it's been in ever in my life. There's just so much happening all at once. I sometimes wonder, you know, it's like, I know, I know God's in control and I know he knows the outcome. And I also know that he's calling us to be bold. And I'm not, I don't really like to get into politics, but I will tell you that this is the time. For us as Christians to speak up and to be bold in our belief system, to be bold. It doesn't mean judge. It means love. But sometimes tough love means conflict. It means it means that we have to say something that might not be liked too much. And that's not easy for a lot of us, for any of us for that matter. But some just have a thicker skin maybe or just realize that the importance of the boldness is a necessity for our future. And we need to stand up for what we believe in, what's real, what's true. So the question, which life are you choosing to live? Are you going to be quiet? Are you going to just do, are you going to be easily swayed with the wind and the waves? Or are you going to stand up firm and have a firm foundation? And are you going to speak up for what you believe in? Is your destination heaven? I hope for all of us that our destination is heaven and going up is much better than going down. Think about that. In all aspects, going up is better than going down. Strong in faith, grow in numbers. This is another one of my sheets. This is the most recent one is uh, strong in faith, grow in numbers, success outward focus. My pastor was talking about the healthy church and how our church is outward focused. Now, what does that mean exactly, outward focused? We need to be looking at what's going on inwardly within our ranks, but we also have to be thinking heavenly or outward focus because the Lord has asked us to think like that, to be fishers of men and to love thy neighbor. And who's thy neighbor? It's outwardly, right? It's outwardly thinking. So I'm hoping you're heaven bound. I hope I hope that that's your destination. I'm going to read out of Jesus calling, enjoying peace in his presence because every single time it seems to go with the show. So here we go. Are you ready? Whenever you feel distant from me, whisper my name in loving trust. The simple prayer can restore your awareness of my presence. Boy, we all need that, don't we? Simple prayer. We talked about praying, right? A simple prayer. And it says to, you know, just whisper his name. But he, it, it, it is important that it's out loud. Did you know that? That the devil can't hear our thoughts. He can only hear what we say out of our mouths. So the Lord can hear our thoughts. But he wants us to speak out of our mouths because he wants all to hear. But even in a whisper, your voice is heard by you. And it's so necessary for the future of you to be at one with him. So speak his name, Jesus. Speak his name out loud. My name is constantly abused in the world where people use it as a curse word. This verbal assault reaches all the way to heaven. Every word is heard and recorded. When you trustingly whisper my name, my aching ears are soothed. The granting rancor of the world's blasphemies cannot compete with a trusting child's utterance. Jesus, the power of my name to bless both you and me is beyond your understanding. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. So, Jesus, when you pray, do you say in Jesus name? In Jesus' name, Acts 4.12. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive. And your joy will be complete. Ask, and you will receive. Anything in my name. Ask anything in my name. So that's telling you even how to pray, isn't it? Just that. And it's so amazing. See, I did not read this before I started this show. And and here this goes right along with what the Lord wanted to be spoken on the show today. I mean, that's just confirmation for me right there. And for me to to be praying all the way up into the elevator. I mean, I was almost here and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, Lord, you know, you know, give me clarity here. What do you want to talk about today?" And that lovely lady getting in the in the elevator and I'm saying, "We're going up." She goes, "Yep. I'm always going up. That's where I want to go. Up." It's my final destination was her words. And she doesn't even know how that impacted all of us today. That simple one sentence because she's sure and she's clear on where she's going. She's got her goal and I bet her life is lived that way. Does she fall short? I'm sure she does just like you and I. And that's okay because God says his grace is sufficient for all of us. And so we don't have to beat ourselves up. Yes, we need to change our path if it's going down the wrong direction. Sure. And if we need rebuked by a friend who loves us, then that's okay too. Isn't that the fun part of this though? Isn't this the fun part of life? If I was going to say anything that I feel would be the most important thing to say to you right now, it would be your belief system. What are you believing Are you believing that your final destination is heaven? Are you believing that you're a child of God? Are you believing that you are valuable enough that he died for you? What are you believing? What are you listening to? And when you start believing these beautiful, wonderful things, there's this concern that you're going to get snobby or you're going to get this or that. But I don't believe that's true. I think that's a whole nother realm. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is just understanding that you are worthy to receive his love and his grace. You're justified by faith. And that his grace is sufficient for you. I think those are all important things. I have some scriptures here that I want to share with you. And it's on scriptures on guidance and leading. God will show me the path of life. Do you believe that God will show you the path of life? That's what he says. Do you believe his word? Do you believe the Bible is true? We have to find out where you are and where you want to go, and then we can direct the path, right? He he will direct your path, but you need to understand where you are right now. What do you believe in? What are your thoughts? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about money? What do you think about God? What do you think about uh, religion? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. I shall not want. Think about these things and get clarity, would you? Until next week, God bless you.
1: This has been the Sue Freeze Show, sponsored by Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services.